0: You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. (laughs) Hey guys, producer Darren here. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to give you a quick announcement about a two-day intensive that Cindy is hosting in Tampa, Florida on September 16th and 17th. Are you an entrepreneur who is looking for spiritual and professional guidance from an experienced faith-based coach? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but aren't sure where to start? Do you have big goals, but need help developing a strategic plan? This class could be the catalyst for a lifestyle shift that will affect every area of your life, including your family, your business, and most importantly, increasing your experience of oneness with God. Spots for this event are limited, and early bird pricing starts June 1st. You'll want to go to cindy-stewart.com to get more information and get registered for this event today. Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your
1: host, Cindy Stewart. We're going to talk about doing hard things. Because in this season, like Deb talked about, we've got to be willing to do hard things. And when we kind of ride the wave and hope that the hard things pass and that it's not really going to cause us a problem. It's not really going to interfere with our life. Then what we're going to find is a buildup of the enemy's power against us because we've been unwilling to do the hard things God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Because we know that when we procrastinate, And when we say, oh, no, and then it finally goes away because we never did anything about it. It never actually went away. It's just going to manifest in a different way. So we have to do hard things. And last week was a crazy week. Uh, By Friday, I was like, I don't actually know what happened. But whatever happened, it just wore me out. I think I went to bed at 8.30 Friday night. I was so exhausted. But one of the things that I noticed is communication is being met with confusion. When we're trying to have conversation, it's almost like the the enemy's got our uh, kitchen standing mixer scrambling what we're actually hearing from what's actually being said and vice versa. Where there's a lack of understanding of what's being said and it's creating frustration. And and God wants to teach us when there becomes this frustration inside of us. Because we feel like we're either not being heard. They're not understanding. They're talking over what we're trying to say. We need to take a deep breath. I was watching uh, something with my granddaughter. And uh, I forget the name of it. Oh, did you know that Mr. Rogers is now in the form of a bear? On the It's a cartoon? A tiger. Tiger, that's what it is. That's right. So when you get upset and you get angry, what do you do? You take a deep breath and you count to four. One, two, three, four. Apparently that just takes care of it. <laughs> On TV, it does. But, uh, but that's what we have to do is when we get frustrated and we feel like things are not being communicated clearly, we got to take a deep breath and say, Holy Spirit, what is happening here? We got to bind the spirits that are trying to interfere with what we're trying to communicate or what we're trying to hear, and that's just FYI. That's just a you know an extra there because um, I told everybody I've written three sermons: one early in the week, one Friday, and then one this morning. <laughs> but we're going to get the one this morning because I feel like it did go with what Deborah said about doing hard things and about that. Even when she talked about the boy who the demonic. Uh, Was attacking. And it would even throw him in the fire. That's who you were talking about right. That it was a generational. Kind of spirit. That needed to be. Attacked differently. Than what we would normally do. And there is a. Different kinds of spirits. That are rising up. That we really haven't had. A lot of encounter with. And God is teaching us how to and how to engage with them and have victory over them because they're creating so much confusion in what we're trying to do our interference you know sometimes that demonic spirit is causing so much interference in our advancement and what happens is we begin to retreat instead of going forward because we can't figure out how to get the breakthrough from that demonic interference so we go backwards instead of moving forwards. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're just going to spend a few minutes here. Um, <sighs> there's so many things I want to tell you. So we're just going to talk until we get tired. What is it Bill Johnson says? If you get done before I do, then you can go ahead and go. <laughs> but that's not really true. You're just going to have to wait on me. <laughs> you like that, John, right? John was like, okay, I'm out of here. No, sorry, John. That wasn't really a free pass for you. No, I'm just teasing. But uh, I had a couple of visions. You know, it's interesting because when there is chaos and you go in that pursuit of God, what happens is he brings revelation to bring breakthrough to the chaos that's being created around you. And the last couple of mornings, starting Friday morning, uh, I'm waking up at four this morning. I got up at three yesterday morning. I got up at four 15, but it wasn't, and I wasn't tired. It was because there's a stirring of the Lord happening in us. That is awakening us out of our sleep, whether it's a physical sleep, like I was having or a slumber that we've been in, in order to give us the revelation that we need to move forward. And one of the things he showed me this week was that, um, there's two things that I want to show these two things with you. Then we're going to read a little bit of scripture. But the first thing is, is that you are creating more havoc for him than you realize you're creating more havoc for the enemy than you realize. And the Lord was showing me this vision of entering into a celebration of people on both sides and walking through there. And they're the people who have gone before us. And they are hungry to hear of the kingdom exploits that we have done. And when they ask me, what have you done? I couldn't actually think of anything. And because I was like, oh, I don't know. I watched my kids, you know, my grandkids. I did this. I did that. You know, because to me, it wasn't significant and what the lord was showing me is that we are doing significant things in our everyday for the change of the kingdom that we don't even know because it's just what we do. And I was looking around in the crowds of people to see if there was anybody I knew, you know, was there Billy Graham there? Was there yeah, No. And the lord said these are just ordinary people that have changed the atmosphere changed, the environment changed, the direction because they have followed me, and I want to give you that word of encouragement because we think what we do every day—the prayer, the just going to work, the, the making the calls that God's nudging us to, the, the inquiring of the God uh, to God—what should we do on this? We think those are just you know that's not that big of a deal, but it is a big. Ad- big, it's a big deal. <laughs> Apparently I just came from New Jersey, <laughs> no offense, New Jersey, but you know, it is a big deal. Everything we do is such a big deal for the kingdom, even though it's just who we are. And that was the, one of the things that the Lord showed me this, that we need to realize that there is a kingdom impact that we make every single day. That as we, as a whole body, are doing that, it is transforming what is happening. And even as Deb said, you know, God's not done. I'm not wringing my hands about the economy. I just got a testimony that the economy shifted in someone's direction to pay $5,000 off. Your testimony Your mortgage. God is shifting in our direction what we need. And if you aren't getting what you need, then get next to someone who is and ask them to lay hands on you because it's impartable. I met with a a new client last week and um, they said, y'all, that's us, we seem to have an anointing for wealth for finances for 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 shifting in that area and we do and we can lay hands on the increase and 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 impart it into other people so if you if you feel like you need a breakthrough in finance go go find you know you've had breakthrough if you've had a breakthrough in finance raise your hand If you need a breakthrough, look at the people who just raised their hands and have them go pray over you because it is impartable. We can shift what we've received to you. I know I've had many people pray over me for the different things I've seen them have. So that was the first one. Remember that you're making a dynamic change in the kingdom every single day. Whether you can say, Oh, this is how I made the change. What you did made a change that you may never see. The second one was, the second vision I had was that uh, the Lord, he took me, like I said, he took me to this place uh, where everybody was celebrating. And then after he got through, we walked through another space. And it was like suddenly a place in Scotland or England or something like that. It was all green and it was mountainous and it had these beautiful castles on it. And he said, in the midst of the day, you have to find that place inside of you to find rest. You have to be able to go inside to find rest because sometimes the outside won't give it to you. And Gina and I were talking about this morning. Have you ever woke up and your mind is so busy with things? Or through the day, your mind is so busy and consumed with Everything that's going on, I set my coffee cup on top of the car and then I backed up and I heard something crash and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And my coffee cup was, st- it Chuck said, how did that happen? He was with me. I said, I don't know. I'm so diligent about the same process. I do the same process every time. But my mind was so full of other things that I missed a step. Sometimes our mind gets so full of other things that we miss a step and we've got to find the place inside to find peace because we can't always get it, get to the beach or we're driving in bumper. I drove from I four, I had to go to Orlando and coming home. It took me 30 minutes to go one mile in Orlando. Then once I got through there, it was fine, but you got to, I, I couldn't stop and say, Lord, I got to get out and lay down somewhere. I need some peace. I, I, the Lord would show me, you've got to find peace from within. You've got to find peace from within. And so those are two of the things that the Lord has been showing me. And I want to talk just for a minute about doing something hard. And we're going to go into 1 Samuel Um and I'm trying to decide which one I want to do because I've got two of them that I want to talk about. We'll do first one and then we'll see what we've got time for. But it's First Samuel 3. And we're going to start in verse 10. And, you know, Samuel's a, a young boy. He's been given over to Eli to raise up. Um, and he, it says, well, let me read this one word. It says that the word of the Lord was not frequent then. I'm trying to find where that is, but it wasn't, it was just not frequent. And Samuel is laying there and a voice keeps calling him. He thinks it's Eli, his, the priest, but it's not Eli. Eli said, next time you hear it, say, speak Lord for your servants listening. And then in verse 10, it says, now the Lord came and stood and called at, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And that day I will perform against Eli. So he is receiving a word against his mentor. I will perform against Eli all that I've spoken concerning his house from the beginning to the end. For I have told him. So the Lord has warned Eli. Eli. That is coming. I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquities which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and did not restrain themselves. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. So he didn't say Samuel laid down and went to sleep, because he probably didn't. <laughs> because can you imagine receiving that word, and and as a young, as a young boy, and you know that God's told you that for a reason. <laughs> so in verse twelve, um, I'm sorry, in verse fifteen. Where am I? Sixteen. Then Eli called Samuel and said, "Samuel, my son." He answered, "Here I am." And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you. And more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you, then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. So the reason I picked that scripture is because the Lord kept saying it over and over in my head. I'm like, okay, so I guess we're not going to preach on what I wrote on Friday. We're going to preach on this today. But the reason is because now's the time that we have to dig in and be willing to do hard things. To be willing, I mean, probably most of us are not going to be called to a king or to a high official and tell them that it's their time they're out, but there are times where we are called to engage with people, and I always say this in business, because I do do a lot of business consulting, I always say this in business, if it's right for you, let me rephrase it, if what I'm about to say to you is right for you, it's going to bring you to a better place than where you are now. If we are not willing to do the hard things with the people we work with, with the people we're surrounding, the people we're having, that we have boundaries. I remember I told you all a dream a couple of weeks ago that I had, it was a warning dream for us, that we we it was about us as a gathering, that we were uh, helping people and helping them get to where they were going to go, and they invited us on a boat, and the Holy Spirit buffeted us. He would not let us get on the boat because... It was a party boat. It was filled with alcohol. And it wasn't really about the alcohol. It was about they had chose to celebrate in a way that wouldn't honor the Lord. And sometimes we're put in a situation to support and help people get where they want to go. But they're not going to celebrate in a way that's going to worship God. And God's going to protect us from stepping into those things. But even think about the dream. The dream's a hard thing, too, because we're going to tell those people, you know, we've been partnered with you in this growing season, but we're not going to party with you because you're in a place that we can't step. And knowing when God is calling us to do hard things, sometimes it's leaving a job. Sometimes it's being truthful in an environment in a job. That will not win you brownie points. It's not going to get you a raise. It's not going to make the boss love you anymore. But sometimes you have to stand for what is right and stand for what God is nudging you to do in order for you to have the breakthrough for the next thing. You know, we talk about when we're faithful with something small then God increases. But it's not always physical, material things. When we're faithful in the obedience to what God has called us to do, then it makes room for him to increase us. And when we talk about Samuel, and I'm just going to kind of give a summary of this, but in Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, Saul has become the king. And Samuel was mad that the people wanted a king but it was because of Eli's sin that they felt like they needed a king. You know, they didn't have anybody. Samuel's getting old. eli fallen, died, his sons. They didn't have anybody. So they needed a king. So here's Sam, Saul, the king. And he does this. He, he does several things. He starts out good, but then slowly begins to deteriorate. But he openly defies the word of the Lord. He was sent to kill the Amorites and the Lord said or the Amalekites and the Lord said to him in first Samuel 15, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people of Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Now, Samuel didn't add any color to his words like Deb was talking about. They were pure. It said in the word that none of Samuel's words ever fell to the ground. They were all fulfilled. He says, thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amaclite for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amaclite and utterly destroy all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep and camel and donkey, everything annihilated. Now, Samuel Has gotten a promotion. First, he got to tell Eli that was his test. Now he's about to dethrone the kingdom. He had to do some hard things there. And it goes on. Samuel, of course, goes. He does what he does and he saves a booty for him. He saves the king, King Agad. He saves him. And Samuel hears the sheep. And he says to Saul, what is it? And Saul begins to spin a story of why he saved. Why he saved the king. Why he took all their possessions instead of destroying them. And Saul's disobedience Gave Samuel the opportunity, the invitation to do something hard. And he went on to destroy the king, destroy everything that God has said, and tell Saul that he would no longer rule in Israel. That was a promotion. Who's ready for that kind of promotion? I mean, it sounds, you know, it makes us sound like, you know, this was a progression. It didn't go, he didn't go from a kid to all of a sudden he's dethroning the king. He got to anoint the king too. But understand that not everything we do is going to be easy greasy. Not everything we do is going to be sweet and I've given you a prophetic word and you've stepped into it. All that. Sometimes God is calling us to make choices that's not going to win friends and influence other people. It's actually going to create an agitation toward us. And we have to decide what are we going to do with that? Because we know that if God has called us into that situation, if God has called us into a promotion, into an invitation like Samuel, then he will give us the victory on the other side of it. So in the middle of it, it may look bad, but on the other side of it, Is where we will see the wonder of what God has done and how he used us and how he's going to continue to move us forward and expand us and promote us because he knows even with the hard stuff, he can trust us. He's got to be able to trust us with the hard stuff. We want all the easy stuff. We want to just stick out our hands and everybody's healed and everybody's debt free and everybody's got a promotion. Everybody's got a new car. We want... But God says, I got to give you the hard stuff. Two. We can't have one person doing all the hard stuff and everybody else just eases down the river. We got to have people who are willing to do it all. Who are willing to pay the cost no matter what it is. And are willing to let, let people think what they think. Because I know what God thinks. And God thinks I am a good and faithful servant. And God knows that with the next thing he gives me, I will be a good and faithful servant. And I will continue to honor and be faithful to him because he is the one that I love. He is the one that I, I know that heartbeat. He's the one, like Deb said, I love that. I, I love John. John's always been my favorite because I've always asked God, I want to be like John. Where I know you so well, there's not the awkwardness to put my head on your chest. It's just natural. It's just a oneness that we have. And I've prayed a zillion times, God, let my heart beat as yours does. Because when I'm in rhythm with you, then regardless of what it is, I can feel your beat on it. Amen? Amen. So that's all we're going to talk about this this morning. This after, It is actually afternoon. Welcome, afternoon. We're so glad you're here. I, I can't wait to hear testimonies about the healing that Deb released because I believe that there it was power on that. I know there's some of you. How many of you could connect with what she released in receiving healing? Everybody in here. Perfect timing, perfect words. So we want to hear testimonies on that. And just one little PS, she said this, you know, after she got the heart thing all worked out within a few days, the enemy came after her again. So know that as you feel this release of healing, just have your guard up that the enemy may come trying to take something else. So I just want to pray protection over us too. So if you'll stand I think the air did quit keep working. I can feel it. Yeah. So Father, I just thank you that there was a word of healing released and there was clarity in us understanding this this whole um this heartbeat and, and uh this breaking of generational and this uh, this tenacity to say, you know, your blood runs through my veins, so whatever's coming against me, it is not going to be able to stay in me because you are greater than that. And so, Lord, thank you for the boldness and the, the, like I said, the tenacity that you've given us. And Lord, I just thank you for all the healing that has occurred. I thank you that there is more to come. I thank you that even when the enemy tries to come back, we are on guard we're on ready and we know that there is going to be a power of authority that comes from us to stop the enemy in his tracks. And we pray protection over us, our family, our even our possessions, our houses, our cars, every, our jobs, everything we own. And Lord, we do release a shift of finances for those who need it, an increase for all of us, Lord. We want to be uh, kingdom bankers the rest of the world, Lord. So thank you, God, for that. And we just love you and praise you. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stuart.com.
1: We'll see you next time.